May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And again, be seated. After that long reading, it felt worthy to stand up and move for a moment. In our gospel reading today, the man born blind was able to see. And it seems that he was born blind so that God's work might be revealed to the community through him. We see God's light by what one person can now see. I experienced something like this this week. On Friday, while Steve was getting ready for his open mic event, I was asked to show a couple of monks visiting from the Solomon Islands in the South Pacific, a little bit of Vancouver. We started at Stanley Park, but when they saw the snow-capped mountains, they lit up with delight. This was the closest they had ever been to snow. And as we walked along the seawall, they told me about seeing snow in movies. They told me about how in the Solomon Islands, you could go to a store and buy ice. It sounded a little bit like a slushy, only they were really excited about it. But they had never seen snow so close. We were looking up at the mountains. So we left the seawall and we went to Cyprus to touch the snow. In fact, we paused at that lookout on the way up to Cyprus to overlook the city because it felt like that was something we should do. And at the edge of the parking lot, the plow had pushed over some dirty, dirty snow. So the whole vision of Vancouver laid out beyond us and they are, can, can we touch it? To the dirty snow in the parking lot. Like, <clears throat> yeah, okay. So we went up the rest of the way to Cyprus, to the Nordic area, where the snow banks were almost as tall as I am. And through them, I saw awe. They were surprised by the abundance of snow, delighted by the beauty. They were a little frightened by the cold of the snow and how hard the ice was. Together, we stood on snow and by their awe, through their amazement, we all felt God. Their amazement interrupted my busy day, helped me put aside the distractions of my life to join them in their awe. My life was interrupted by awe. And it wasn't even my awe in the beginning. In the beginning, it was someone else. Those two monks, by what they could see for the first time, brought me into awe. 
Some people experience God's light. And by their testimony, more people turn to find Christ's light. The church works like that. The experience of some, for example, the man born blind, is useful to all of us. For example, when I am very troubled, when I am very hurt, I find I cannot pray. I just, I am not able. But I know that the prayers of others count for me too. I trust in someone else's prayers. Church worship can be like that too. When we gather here in worship for our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, it is given, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving is, is by us and for us. And we worship and praise God on behalf of all of those who want to be here but cannot. For example, Midori. Midori absolutely wants to be here, but her, by her illness, she cannot attend. We worship on her behalf and trust that her presence is counted as among us. Also, there are times in life when practically it is not possible to consistently come to church. For example, Atsumi is in a place in her life where she needs to work. She wants to be here, but cannot. We worship on her behalf and trust her presence is counted among us. Okay. Hold that thought, and I'm going sideways on you for a moment, with a really, really important caution. Some churches have misused this tradition to claim worship on behalf of others that do not believe and do not want to be included. Please don't do that. If you wish someone else is here, but they are not at church because they do not want to be at church, please respectfully Listen to your neighbors and love them as they are. Let us keep this beautiful tradition of sharing our prayers and worship and faith where it is intended. We, the community, can pray on behalf of members of our community who have asked to be included. Prayer. Worship and pilgrimage are practices where some go on behalf of the whole community. This week, some of us are going north. We're traveling to um, Whitehorse as a party of pilgrims and tourists. We will retreat from the regular busyness of life and go on a quest. We will look for God's glory in the light of God's creation. We are seeking the Northern Lights. 
Now, I grew up up north. I have seen the northern lights before. I have stood in the cold and the dark and felt so small and so blessed as I watched the whole sky fill with lights that danced above me. I was awed. We who are going to Whitehorse are praying for that capital letter, big picture awe, like we get in the face of the majesty of God's creation. And it might happen. But pilgrims who go questing see the great, to see the great and holy sights often report that when their eyes are opened, they discovered that God's presence is everywhere. When we wipe away the mud of the busyness, awe is everywhere. So let me take a second to talk about what awe is. Technically, awe is a reverential, respectful mix of wonder and fear. There are scientific studies about awe and how it impacts us. Researchers asked people to stand in front of a full-size Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton, right in front by the teeth, so that people could see how big the Tyrannosaurus Rex was and how small they were. And the people did, it was just a skeleton, they were safe, but the people reported feeling fear and awe. They reported that in the smallness that they felt in front of that big Tyrannosaurus Rex, in their smallness they felt more connected to the wholeness of the world. We are connected with the world and with God through awe. Researchers also developed a program to invite people into awe and found that though once people started looking for awe, those folks could find awe everywhere. Awe was a practice of attention, and once people were made to see, they were no longer blind. We can develop a practice of awe. And so this week, I invite us all into a practice of looking for awe. Awe in the extraordinary, like getting to see the northern lights, and looking for awe in the ordinary, like seeing snow, and really getting to see again the sparkle of snow in all its glorious majesty. To help us notice this week, Gail, are you willing to to help. And maybe Mana can do the other side. To help us notice this week, we have awe cards. A prayer for awe for each of us. And I invite us to fill in the cards this week. Look for awe. Where do you experience awe? Be curious. And then in the upcoming weeks, please bring these cards back. Please share where you experience awe 
on behalf of the community, let us know so we can all see. Look for all for yourself and look for all for all of us because Jesus says that some people are made to see so that we might all see God's glory.